Mm. You might be away away from your wife, from your family, from your pastor, but mm. the Jesus whom we've been called to follow uh, for eternity sees everything you do. Yes. And so have you, Christian man, forgotten who Jesus is? Form dads where all things are for dads, through dads, and to dads, as well as the aspiring husband and father. I'm your man, Dusty Marshall. I'm a Christian husband, father, hip hop artist, and co founder of Irregular for Christ Ministries. As always, to my right is my man, Andrew High School T. Songkrant. Looking Ooh-hoo. good. Thanks, Looking good. Not a high school T today, but the sick Chiro. That's what we got going on. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. And our guest is Wade, Brother Wade. Orsini. Brother Wade. Orsini. That's right. Orsini. <laughs> Italian. <laughs> Italian. Don't call me Orsini. It's Orsini. Stini. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for being on, dude. We're happy to have you. And Appreciate um, Tell me uh, about your guys' week. How's your week going? Great, man. Uh, we just uh, closed on our house. Praise God. So despite Corona, God's like, I got other plans. It's done. So, wow. yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about, about why you sold your house. I want, I want people to know. Like what's what's going well, on that a little bit? You know, we uh, we recognize you know a potential calling on our lives for uh, greater greater uh, ministry fulfillment. So, you know, it was time to kind of consolidate, get out of debt, you know, work towards that end, and cut the ties and kind of get, get ready for extra. Yeah, get rid of the extra. Get ready to see what God has for us. So mm. yes, fully we'll divide, see what to, He does. Yeah, to fully devote your life to Christ. Yeah, exactly. Love that, bro. What about you, man? Uh, just pretty much just chilling, same old, same old. Working, yeah. you know, working from home still. Our comeback to headquarters order isn't until May 15th. So wow. we'll see what happens then, like what they might tell us they want us to do. Man, I know there's going to be mandatory COVID testing, mm. not just temperature mm. tests. I'm talking like they have COVID tests. Oh. And then um, who knows what crazy other things might happen, like say they want mandatory vaccines or something like I don't know. We're going to take it one day at a time, yeah. but yeah. push comes to shove. I might be walking out the door. So yeah, do what you got to do, man. Be a lot of Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sweet man. Well, uh, let's get into our first segment that we like to call. Who is my daddy and what does he do? And we want to find out about who you are. Tell us a bit about you, your family, what you do for work, ministry. Tell us about you. Sure. Yeah. So you know, I was born on the streets of L.A. Um, my friends call me Splinter. I was kind of like a rat in a humanoid form. <laughs> that sounds a lot like the, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. No, actually, it was in a, a suburb northwest of Los Angeles in Ventura. Okay. Grew up there. And then uh, I've been, you know, lived most of my life here in Phoenix, Arizona. So okay. let's see. I, um, I've been married for almost 10 years this year. Awesome. Uh, okay. My wife is Sarah, uh, Puerto Rican babe. Um, <laughs> and uh, we have a daughter who's going to be nine this year. Her wow. name is Bella. So okay. uh, job-wise, um, I work for a technical staffing company. I do kind of like financial or data uh, analysis and stuff, work with spreadsheets a lot and, and everything. Okay. okay. in numbers. Yeah. You're like Rain Man. Yeah, I have like two monitors with just like numbers everywhere. Yeah. Oh, like Matrix. Man. 
Yeah, and then ministry-wise, um, I am a deacon at Apologia Church. Apologia! Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, what, we kind of, you know, partner together heading the um, Mormon outreach, local Mormon outreach. Yeah. Um, Boundless is our uh, ministry to... Tell us about the local to the, outreach, if you would, just real quick. Tell us kind of about your outreach to the Mormon church. Yeah, so... The you Mormon know, ward. Right. So, you know, we take a different approach. It's not just waiting for events to happen at, like, the temple. That's going to traffic a bunch of people. We see the example of the apostles in the book of Acts where... They go to Jewish synagogues, yeah. or they go to, you know, false idol temples, yeah. and they declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that everyone should repent and turn to this Messiah. Yes. And so we take that example, and we boldly go before, you know, um, Mormon or LDS uh, wards and meeting houses, and I mean, it's yeah, it's we're right there. They're they're meeting to do their worship, you know, but. So it's very offensive to them, but, you know, we find it to be biblical. So we go sure. out there and try to share the gospel, try to get in conversations. One-on-ones are always really great. But no matter what, if we just herald the name of Christ into the middle of the, mm. the desert air, then we'll just do that and glorify his holy name. So. Yep. So, so you're out in front of the wards. You're calling out to people, letting them know they're worshiping a false god. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're, you have tracks. and A lot of tracks. A lot of tracks. And uh, this is something that you guys both kind of head up together and are doing yeah, yeah. each weekend. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I know that there's a ton of fruit from it. I know our church is constantly seeing people leaving Mormonism yes. yeah. and uh, coming to know the one true God. Amen. So praise yeah, God for that. That's right. Praise. Amen. Holy Jesus. Yes. And then Boundless. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah, Boundless, you know, we found after doing the Mormon outreach, we have to have something to back up um, that ministry yeah. and say, hey, <clears throat> we're not just going to leave you where you're at. You know, there's a level of deprogramming that needs to be done when someone sure. comes out of a false assembly. So Boundless is there, um, you know, being... Uh, Overviewed by local church, by elders, qualified elders, uh, with their oversight, and us kind of walking people through, you know, what is it, like 10 different steps or yeah. something? Like, yeah. kind of courses where, you know, we help deprogram, you know, who is God, who yeah. is Jesus, their nature, the Versus. Trinity, yeah. I mean, how we can be saved, grace alone. Can the Bible versus be trusted? Yeah, can Bible be trusted? The, yeah. The historical accuracy and and the nature of uh, the Bible. Yeah. So yeah. That's awesome, man. So you're pretty much taking somebody from <clears throat> okay. I don't believe that. I don't believe in the God that Joseph Smith is teaching us about. Yeah. But who is the real God? Mm. Right. Who is the one true God? Yeah. Uh, is it the God of the Bible? Because I, I see that you've debunked this false God. So help me to transition from understanding the who the one true God is, yeah. because my whole life, or however long I've been a Mormon, I've been taught these things, and they're not true, and that doesn't just go away. Exactly, you know they're not <clears throat> they're not a clean slate, so to speak, when they come to us or come to anyone looking for help, any pastoral ministry help. So. You know, we have to be ready for those for those questions and have answers to them. I mean, even something as simple as like, I don't know how to pray anymore. 
because this is the way I prayed before, but mm-hmm. I don't want to accidentally pray to a false god. So sure. how do I pray now? How do I, how do I trust my elders, uh, my my pastors? Because for decades, you know, I've believed people who've told me lies. So those are big things to to undo. Just besides theology and, and sure. everything like that. So right on, man. That's awesome ministry, and uh, I know especially here in. Um, Phoenix Mesa area where we have such a huge population of Mormon LDS whatever the the main is called I mean huge ministry here right yeah yeah. Yeah. amen we wanted to co-labor with the Holy Spirit when he's taking someone's heart of stone replacing with the heart of flesh they have new desires but they're confused yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so we want to team up and illuminate the truth of the text for the text to speak for itself yes yeah yeah, because it says that God grants us repentance leading to a knowledge exactly. of the truth. Exactly. exactly. Right? So you're helping them leading in that knowledge yeah. to the truth. So that's, exactly. Praise God, man. Amen. Well, uh, we're going to get to a segment now that we call Best and Worst, where I'd love to hear about your best and worst moments as a dad. Maybe you can start with your best moment as a dad. Sure. Well, so when I think about my best and worst moment, they kind of go together when I think about chronologically. So, you know, when we had our daughter almost nine years ago, uh, you know, it wasn't this moment where my daughter just gravitated toward me. You know, she had eyes for me. It was really difficult when, as a new father, I, I even had, you know, um, times of anger and just frustration about, you know, why, why, why does she love her mom so much? Why mm-hmm. is she bonding with my wife so much? And, my daughter doesn't love me. She'll never love me, you know, mm-hmm. despairing and not focusing on Christ, but focusing on myself and mm-hmm. and being selfish, honestly, honestly, and not waiting and being patient for when God would definitely change that, you know? Sure, sure. So fast forward. So that, that even carried on where, you know, she wouldn't even look at me and smile mm-hmm. past like one year. And, uh, you know, but I just kept going on. And then... Uh, you know, I remember we were visiting my family in California and we were driving back and she was a toddler at this point and she's sitting in the back of the car in a car seat and she's just sick of being in there. She just can't stand it. And whenever she had an issue, she would call for my wife. But for the first time ever, she couldn't take any more in this soft, like crying voice. She said, Daddy, Daddy, please. Uh, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so I pulled over and we just had this moment where, you know, my little girl finally hugged me and she called for daddy. And wow. and so it was really special for me. And now, man, like she she loves me like crazy. Praise God, She's like, man. tells That's my so wife, cool. he's mine. You know, <laughs> stuff like that, you know. <laughs> Daddy's mine. Daddy's mine. <laughs> That's a cool moment, man. That's yeah. awesome. It yeah. is beautiful, bro. Yeah, for Love sure. That. So those two good moments go together. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Best and worst. I like that. All right. So um, I want to ask you, we always have a section on our show where we go over the rapid five, kind of an icebreaker, Ooh. sometimes serious questions, sometimes silly. All right. So all let's right. try to, let's, let's go at it. Question okay. number one, if you could travel through time, where would you go? Hmm. Well, I don't know. This one's kind of hard for me. I don't know if I'm breaking the rules, but if I could go back in time, I would 
transfer like my my now brain to you know like my six-year-old kindergartner body and you know i'm not smart by any means for my age now as a 33 year old man but you know i'd be really advanced as a six-year-old <laughs> so if i could do that that'd be awesome i've daydreamed about that for years yeah, so that's good that, that's really yes. the only thing that i think would be worth it you know i think you would have to yeah like I, i've thought about the same thing i love that bro. <laughs> i think that's honestly like the best answer you can give yeah that's yeah. it all right all right question two what is one book besides the bible that you think everyone should read oh man there's a lot of good books but i mean you know as a KJV only Christian, I'd say just the Bible. <laughs> 1611. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know, we just went over J.C. Ryle Holiness. I mean, that Fire. was insane, just amazing, uh, life changing. I think every man, mm. woman, child, Christian person should read Holiness by J.C. Ryle. And it's so easy to read. And it, I mean, you'll just find. There's so much application to your modern day. You're like, is she living in our time now? Yeah, right? Seriously. Um, so that, or it would be, uh, so I'm going to cheat. I'm going to add one more. Or what's been really uh, impactful to me is the autobiography of George Mueller. I don't know if you've heard of him. He, uh, he's just uh, this amazing man. Uh, he he had several orphanages and uh, in Europe. And, I mean, he prayed for everything. When they were out of bread for all the orphans... He would just, all of them would get on their knees and they would pray. And the baker w would come in all of a sudden, the local baker, and be like, I baked too much bread. And wow. I mean, he, yeah. it, it's amazing. Story Read the autobiography like of that. George Mueller. He just prayed for everything and God would provide. Would, yeah, provide so. That's awesome, man. That sounds like a really cool book. Yeah. I like biographies too. I don't know, like reading about people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we had you on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, okay. Question three. If you could live your life as a fictional character, who would it be? Um, I don't know. I'm, you know, I was thinking about Baloo and Tailspin and stuff like that. <laughs> but I kind of, um, you know, the Robin Williams version of Peter Pan. Uh, but really, I think it would be um, Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Oh, wow. That would, that would be sick. Mr. Warrior, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If it was non-fictional, I'd be the she-bear that attacked the youths <laughs> when they made fun of Elisha. <laughs> yeah, it's too when they made fun of his bald head. Uh, yeah. Go up, baldy. Yeah. Go up. <laughs> That's what they tell him. So, that, if it was non-fictional. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> too funny, bro. All right, question four. Who would you rather work for? Bill Gates or Steve Jobs and why? Boy. It's a rough time yeah. answering that question. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Can't win that one. <sighs> yeah, I guess I'd say Bill Gates so I could slip some like X-lax in his coffee <laughs> while he's trying to plan to destroy half of us. So at least you get diarrhea before, you know, it all happened. So Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so to sabotage him, Bill yeah. Gates. Yeah, yeah. Try to sabotage Bill Gates sabotage. working within double okay. agent. Yeah. Okay. Double agent. Wait, double agent. no, secret agent. Secret it wouldn't be double. <laughs> or double. You would yeah. be a double agent, bro. I love it. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. I that. All right. And the final question, if you had a bumper sticker on your car, what would it say? Oh, man. You know, you want to do something Christian-like, uh, you know, Jesus is lord or king repent 
but I don't know. Uh, maybe something like um, farts are still funny. Or <laughs> <laughs> farts are still funny. Farts are still yeah, bringing back farts. Yeah, if you've lost the ability to laugh at a fart, who are you? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's like there's those those people are like, well, if you don't own an animal, you there's no you have no love. Like, yeah. If you can't laugh at a fart, who who are yeah. you? Yeah. 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 I, okay. I, don't know. I like it. I like I love it. Them. They're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, sweet. Well, uh, we went over <laughs> some silliness. We had some goofy stuff to talk about, but uh, we wanted to get into a discussion. A topic, and um, this is something that we, you know, all wanted to speak on because it's such a huge thing in the world, and specifically even in the Christian community. We wanted to talk about killing off uh, sexual sin and pornography, mm-hmm. and um, we wanted to. Th- the reason we wanted to talk about this is because we know so many men struggle with pornography i in my life have struggled with pornography Mm -hmm. praise god i've been free of that for many years now but that doesn't mean there's not temptation all around us Um, but we wanted to talk about um, how damaging pornography actually is to uh, you know human beings and why it's damaging to human beings yeah um so yeah what do you you guys want to get into that yeah, sure. let's get yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So, um, the first thing I wanted to speak about is, you know, why is it wrong? Why is pornography wrong? Because the Bible doesn't, and people have this argument, the Bible doesn't specifically say, porn is a sin, don't do it. Yeah. However, there are many other scriptures related to sexual immorality or what God describes sex is supposed to be that clearly defines pornography as a sin, just like abortion, right? It doesn't say abortion is a sin, but there's enough scripture around the topic of murder and when life begins that we can come together and and show how pornography or, you know, masturbation is a sin. I think you just hit on something really good, the fact that we use the word abortion instead of murder. Or more, most people, so there's a redefinition yeah. in society. We use the word pornography instead of sexual immorality. Sure. So people therefore then say, well, since it doesn't say that word, then it must not be that. Well, actually, it's a redefinition of terms. Yeah. Sure. We need to actually think about it in a biblical frame of mind and context. So I yes. think you really just made that point. Sure. Right there, like that's extremely important. So yeah. What, what does the Bible say about it? Right. When you do a word study on sexual immorality in the Bible. Or you look at porneo, like erotic love, or anything like that. When you look at the the, the word studies behind sexual immoral, immorality, there's a slew of things that go along with that biblically. You know, it's it's been used for against homosexuality. You know, um, uh, adulteries and sure. and uh, fornications and stuff like that. So. You know, there's a lot of application even in, in, in that word alone in the Bible. Yep. But, uh, you know, like you said, just based off of biblical principles, you know, uh, the creation ordinance, you know, you have one man, one woman. Yep. Jesus clarifies that when he says, you know, uh, a man shall leave his father and his mother and, you know, cleave to, cleave his, to wife, his wife and, and his the wife. two shall become one, one flesh. Yes. So... We can say that that's the the perfect definition of what sexual int- intimacy looks like. Right. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, and we can look at words like you know, 
fornication, which is what sex outside of marriage, or we can look at adultery, which is sleeping with someone who isn't your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can look at those terms, and those things are sin, and then we can look at things like masturbation, or we can look at uh, fantasizing over a woman who isn't your wife, right. and we can call that committing adultery, as Jesus tells us in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Right. Right. So he says, if you look at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. So therefore, if sin begins in the heart, and mm. it's not just about our personal acts, well, if you're looking at pornography, you're fantasizing about a woman who isn't your wife, you're committing adultery of yeah. the heart in that moment, and you're engaged in sin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so it's pretty clear we can, we can define it that way. And we can also talk about how God designed sex for one man and one woman, just like you said. Yeah. And there's certain principles, there's certain things that um, sex within the confines of marriage does to strengthen a marriage. It brings two people together. Yeah. It's not about one person who is getting all of their desires met. Mm. Yeah. Right? It's not... Uh, sex between a husband and wife is supposed to be uh, for each other, mm-hmm. to, to um, for, for the purpose of what God has intended to be fruitful and multiply, yeah. but also to um, bring a marriage closer together and bring pleasure within a marriage. Yeah. It is not meant for personal gratification. Exactly. Right? It's not meant to um, sow your the oats that you need soiled or, yeah. you know, whatever, or fulfill the desires that you have. And that is what pornography does, yeah. is it, it flips what God determined as good in sex. It flips it on its head and it says, it's all about me. Yeah, it's a very selfish sin. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, relating back to the heart. So... When I was in seminary, my uh, Greek and New Testament professor talked about the nature of sin, and he said, you know, a a brother in Christ uh, came to him and said, man, I I can't take it anymore. I just, I keep sinning. I keep, I I keep doing it. I just want to stop. He said, well, what's going on? Sit down, you know, and he said, I just can't stop lusting after women. Well, this brother was born blind. He had never seen a woman in his life, and he wow. wasn't married. He never wow. felt a woman, never touched a woman, never seen a woman. And so this man born blind, it's it shows it's it's born in the heart. And yes. So although after Christ, he's given us a new heart, you know, and there's sometimes things he gives us immediate repentance on. We can cut that off. We can pluck that out. There's yes. just some things that in this Christian walk that are going to take longer a longer period of sanctification on so yes Mm. and i know personally for me like when i came to christ i came out of addiction i came out of a long life of debauchery you know for 26 years i had lived my life my own way just leaning in into my sin you know and indulging in every every indulgence I could get into that I could get my hands on trying to gratify myself. Um, so when I came to Christ and I started to get sober, when God tr- started to change my heart, um, pornography was still something that I wasn't even in the moment. I hadn't 
come to the realization or the understanding that it was sinful and wicked yet. Sure. Like God was peeling back the layers in my life. He was showing me my addiction. He was showing my, my sin. That was something I was focusing on. And then slowly but surely I, I started to understand as I read the scriptures and I had uh, other Christian brothers in my life that, well, pornography, like I'm lusting after someone's daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm lusting after someone else's wife. And, um, you know, this is not how God intended it to be. But it wasn't like I didn't become a Christian and then porn was, oh, you right, know, right. I'm done. It was it was something that was gradual. And, and even early on in my marriage, it was something that God needed to take out of my life and yeah. take that desire away. And for me personally, it came from just continuing to seek God, uh, uh, keep continuing to seek God, continuing to replace old behaviors with God's truth and being around his people, uh, accountability, you know, and yeah. um, God really changed my heart. And this was, I want to say, I've been a Christian 10 years, and I would say I probably, it's been about seven years for me without pornography. And uh, praise God for yeah, that. Praise God. Um, praise but, God. Um, but, you know, it's a, it was a peeling back of layers for me. It wasn't like no sure. more porn sure you know what i mean yeah so so as we're talking about you know the sin let's talk about the destruction of pornography ooh, ooh. okay perfect this is exactly what i was wanted to say so in regards to pornography we have to think about it in the two tables of the old testament love god love your neighbor mm-hmm. is it really truly loving your neighbor to to use them for a means right a means yeah. to achieve your own end there's very many destructive things that come from it. So if we look at this in a historical perspective in regard, in regards to the United States of America and the destruction of the family, let's go from the Roaring Twenties, right, time of technological advancement, a great time for our nation, into World War, let's say, two, the Great De- the Great Depression, World War Two, economic boom after that. Yeah. Then we'll go from the fifties into the sixties. What happened in the sixties? Sexual revolution. And and what yeah. was going on during that time? We had a massive Before. flow of the cults coming from Eastern philosophy mm. into the United States of America. Okay. And what do Eastern philosophies really have a massive focus on? Sex. Sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sex, right? Sex. Yep. Um, psycho- psychedelic experiences through emotional responses. And what do we have going into our society after that? We have the destruction of the family unit. Mm-hmm. So it devalues humanity. It devalues the woman. So if we look back into the Old Testament and we see a woman, she has her virginity. She has something more valuable than anything she could ever have. That was one of the things that she had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it was taken from her, the man had to pay a price for it because it was something she yes. could never return. He would take care of it for the rest of her life. Sure. Yeah. Right. But if it was another, if it was something else that was different, death was also a possibility for that. For yeah. that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. So death penalty. Yeah. But but the point is that it's the destruction of the family unit. We have increased divorce rates. We have people yeah. who really just want to use another person. Don't take the time to have true intimacy. We've actually sure. traded in the term lust for intimate. So yes. let's go on Tinder to be intimate with somebody else. No, that's not the right, correct usage of yeah. the term to be right. intimate, to truly actually no. know somebody. Yeah. Is that how your relationship is with Jesus, Christian? Right. Do you just know him to use him? Right. To right? take from exactly. him. To yeah. know and to love is to care and put them ahead of yourself. Right. So if you're putting them ahead of yourself, you wouldn't use them as a means to an end. Right. Yeah. Right. Because 
with the destruction also of the family because the comes the destruction of the society because what happens in the family and the way the unit is structured pours out into our society. Sure. So then we have what massive amounts of sex trafficking. We have all kinds of videos of women that are on illegal, not illegal on legal pornography websites, but they're actually being raped. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. and they're, people don't even know that they're trafficked, they're women, trafficked women who've maybe been drugged or anything like that. Sure. Kidnapped. This yeah. is a big deal of what's going yeah. on in our society right now. And we live at the point in time to where I think a lot of people right now are coming to the realization of, well, where are we? Where am I? It's like, we've been jaded for so long. Sure. Like me personally, in regards to pornography, I think it's been about three years since the Lord's freed me from pornography. And it was something yeah. I thought I would probably never get over. Yeah. Right. But the Lord, like, Praise God, like, took that yeah. from me. And I am so thankful for that. Yes. So thankful to the Lord. Yeah. And I have a now a newfound respect for the family, for sex in regards to actually being in the confines of marriage for yeah. your children. The, the destructive ramifications of pornography and sexual, immor- sexual immorality are so immense that it's actually the ending one of the ending condemnations of a culture being handed over to its sin is sexual that's immorality. Right, exactly. And then people approving heartily of the wickedness. Yeah. yeah. That's the destructiveness of sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And Man. in scripture, you know, it's interesting in Romans 1 where it talks about God handing them over mm-hmm. to uh, do what ought not to be done. Yes. To the degrading of their bodies. And what was the degrading of their bodies? It was homosexuality it was sexual immorality Mm -hmm. and that is the one sin that scripture speaks on that actually affects our body right first Corinthians 6 yes wow it affects our body it affects it and um, not only does it affect our mind but it has a physical effect as well so the destruction of it like you said the destroying of the family the objectifying of women the tearing down of our own bodies, you know, the degrading of our bodies. Bro, think about this, okay? Feminism is a secular combat of a pornographic society, and they don't even understand it or know it because they would actually support pornography. Feminism supports or or feeds into pornography even though they hate the degrading of women. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, that's a wild concept, bro. Because that's a power, right, in feminism your sexual, your your ability to control someone else with sex, sexual right? Your authority. sex appeal, yeah. your sexual authority. That's a power in feminism. Yeah. But it's destructive. To the woman itself. To the That's woman itself. Yep. So yeah, so, so the destructive nature in destroying families, um, degrading our own bodies, um, and uh, our minds too. Let's think about the mind of someone who's been so wrapped up in pornography and the expectations that they bring into a marriage or a relationship. Mm. Like if you're single and you're looking at pornography right now in this moment, you're bringing all of this extra baggage that has that is not how God intended sex to yeah. be. You're bringing those expectations into a possible marriage and what if your wife doesn't live up to those expectations are you going to divorce her because she's not fulfilling your needs or your desires that you've seen in videos played out by a couple people who are not married like let's think about that like if you are a single man desiring a woman desiring a wife 
and you're engaging in pornography, you're already putting a stumbling block block in front of you. A big one. Yeah, yeah. You have already uh, made your wife uh, a less than, you know. Yes. um, You haven't even given her the opportunity. You've already sinned against a wife that you do not have yet. Um, It's 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 massive. No, but you said it. You've already (laughs) you've already sinned in a way against someone who isn't your wife. You've already had thoughts about someone who isn't your wife. You're already engaged in adultery of the heart. You don't even have a wife yet. And your expectations for what your wife is supposed to be in that's going to be brought from these characters on a screen that you're watching. And it's interesting because just like any sin, the desire and the lust it intensifies. It progresses. It doesn't mm. merely stay in a position like any drug. Right? Like it, any drug. It breeds. Yeah. Right? yeah. It breeds. Chemically, in the brain, you've got dopamine and all these other chemicals, and and just like any drug, you know, you're increasing, you know, or you're depleting your natural dopamine, right? Yep. And so you have to replace that and then heighten the pleasure, it's heighten hard. the drug amount, yes. increase it, and so you're 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 sinning against your body. There it is. So like yeah. God Ooh. mentions it and then physically it materializes, you know, you know, what's interesting about that. So what I'm hearing is there's people that are, that, that can be addicted to sex or pornography because essentially they're chasing after that high, like an opiate addict. Would yeah. be. But it gets harder and harder to achieve that same high that you initially got. Right. Right. But how God does it when sex is done in the right way, it's not just a physical thing that we're chasing after. There's a spiritual fulfillment in worship. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that will always overcome the physical uh, receptors that we're, we may be lacking even having sex For with sure. our wives. There's a spiritual connection yes. that's being missed. And yes. since the spiritual connection is not there, what does the addiction do in regards to our sin is it breeds that more sin and it is a destructive thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it isolates us, you know, um, that there's shame that comes with porn and masturbation, right? So it isolates us. It's something that we do in isolation that we don't mm. want others to yeah. know about. Mm. So it's a shameful act in itself. Wow. Um, even, too, something that we can think about is, you know, if you are if you are watching pornography and we talked about it progressing well you may be watching something and think that you may flash to some scene that you're like I would never get into that but like any sin any addiction it's it drags you away right yeah. it drags you away and you progress in the debauchery or the vileness of it. I mean, me personally, I could remember, you know, certain pornography and I would see things and I'd be like disgusted by it. But over time, Mm. there's a desensitizing to things and it progresses. Think about that. Even a lot of uh, homosexuals who talk about, you know, if they're being honest and they don't say the whole, oh, I was born with it. Well, you were born with this in nature. So right, sure. right, right. Yes. But, uh, you know, when they're being honest about it, they'll talk about, you know, being maybe molested or, or, or raped or touched by someone young. But then there's also this pattern of, you know, looking at just a still shot, looking at a photo. Now you're looking at, you know, a, a man and a woman, you know, as the way God had intended. Then, 
you're looking at maybe multiple people, more than just two all in one video. And yes. then it becomes, and it just keeps going because it's not enough. And, and then they get to go on, then they watch the, the men with men, you yeah. know, it, there really it is progresses. this progression of, yes. of pornography. So, um, again, the desensitizing to the point where, you know, a man doesn't like the authentic, uh, human connection is not enough. Sure. So, mm. like I said beforehand, uh, before we even started, uh, even a real naked woman before you becomes bad porn. This isn't good enough for me. Wow. I want something more more intense. Yes. Mm. Yep. It's not. It's not enough. And um, you know, let's even talk about within the confines of marriage. If you're a married man looking at pornography or masturbating, well, you're you're taking away intimacy that belongs to you and your wife yeah right you're you're taking something away that was meant for a husband and wife to make them closer together to cleave to help hold the marriage together yeah well you're taking that intimacy away from your wife Mm. you know so you're you're in a way like depriving um and as scripture says that our bodies aren't our own in a marriage. Yeah. My, my, our wise body is, is for us and our body is for our wife. Yeah, wow. exactly. Unless an agreed upon time to, you know, exactly. So we always talk about, you know, women using sex as the tool. But when, you know, I've known men who have turned to pornography and their wife is left to the side, mm-hmm. you know, with desire, intimate desires and she's left wondering what's going on because he's getting his fulfillment through that stuff. Yes. Wow. So now yes. he's turned the power or whatever right. and abstaining from sexual intercourse his with wife. his wife using yes. that. Wow. Yep, and then intimacy is lost between the husband and wife in a way yeah. because um, of selfish desires, right? So, you know, we've talked about some of the destructive nature of pornography, masturbation, sexual sin. But let's talk about, um, you know, obviously uh, sin in this area becomes an addiction, right? It's something that sin drags us away. And, um, you know, let's talk about some ways in which someone who is currently struggling with pornography um, can overcome this addiction, this desire, because it is it is real. It is something that yeah. in, enslaves us. Well, bef- before we get there, I just want to mention one thing too. Like, ha- if you're a Christian man and you're struggling with pornography, have you forgotten who Jesus is? Have you forgotten who he is? And, and not just who he is in his divinity, but the fact that when you go into the secret place and you watch your pornography and maybe you even masturbate or whatever, you are not in the secret place. Mm. You might be away, away from your wife, from your family, from your pastor, but mm. the Jesus whom we've been called to follow uh, for eternity sees everything you do. Yes. And so have you, Christian man, forgotten who Jesus is? Wow. Because True. he knows it. See, but and, and that goes right into the topic Dusty's talking about. In order to combat this addiction that you may have, don't forget who you are now created yeah, right. in Christ. Exactly. Yes. Sacrifice. He died so that you yeah. could be freed 
from the sin. You now have the ability to not make that decision in Christ. Right. If you yes. forget who Christ is, if you forget where you're at and only look at your circumstances and isolate yourself, go into that secret place and condemn yourself, Yes. then, then you're not taking the steps that are truly needed. You need to get on your knees. You need to pray yeah. to God to yes. give the conviction through the Holy Spirit to stop. So if you're, sure. if you're if we're, we're not sitting up here as three men trying to condemn anyone who's doing it, right? What, what we are saying, though, is if you're looking at pornography, stop. Yes, yes if please. You are, if you are, right now. If you are yeah. a Christian man yeah. yes. and you are married and you're looking at pornography, stop. Yeah. Yes. You're committing adultery. The eyes of the Lord are in every place keeping watch on the evil and the good. He knows. Yeah. He knows what's going on. And that should concern the Christian. It should concern us because we are sinning against a holy God who came down from his throne who lived a sinless life and died for those sins. Yeah. And that is a sin that he had to bleed and die for. Yeah, And mm -hmm. we need to consider that, right? That we need to hate our sin enough that we dispel it and not think of it as something that is just it doesn't harm anybody that I do in private. That is a it's lie. Just me. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just me. I just, just my yeah. me going in private and I'm not hurting anybody. Well, that's a lie. That is right? a lie from the pit of hell. First yes. Corinthians six, such were some of you, but you've been washed yeah. and you've been cleansed yes. by the blood of Jesus. It's not Amen. your identity. You know, when it reminds me how, you know, I struggled with this as well. Um, you know, for me, it was, you, you know, several years before I was married. And, you know, again, we talked about how everyone's a little bit different, you know, and yes. in my walk, as soon as I met my wife, I was, the Lord allowed me to cut that off completely. Praise I've never God. seen it for Praise over God. 10 years now. But, you know, when I got saved about 10 years ago, um, uh, same as you, you know, I was really into like Paul Washer and all these things. And, <laughs> you know, so when we talk about how to get over this practically how to battle this how to mortify this sin i just want to mention that you know early on because it wasn't an issue for me i would watch things and and you know i love paul washer but there's like a quote from you know wretched radio where you know there's a sermon clip where he said you know if you're a christian and you're watching pornography, you haven't made it to the first rung, the first level of Christianity. Sure. So, sure. you know, for me, I was like, yeah, that's right. You know, you, you know, David Wilkerson, I remember one of his sermons, uh, you know, kind of a charismatic guy, but he was a great preacher. And he, he saw these two young men sitting in the front of uh, the, uh, the, the, the church and he was giving the sermon and, you know, he, it was powerful. People, were weeping during it and these two men were unmoved and he had later found out that they were both addicted to porn he said you know that that pornography keeps men from being able to hear the word of god mm. and so i would hear stuff like that and be like yeah man it's so it's so wicked and i yeah. started to build up this well man it, it must not be forgivable or, sure, or christian men if, if you're not really if, no. if, you know, if, if you're not over this, you must not be a true true Christian. Right. And that's not what we're saying. Right. That's not what we're saying today. What that is, is putting a specific sin that you're not currently struggling with on a pedestal. Yeah, right? Boom. And saying, exactly. this is the sin that you're not a Christian if you're doing this. Or you're, you just say you're a Christian, you know, and that, that's not 
absolutely what we're yeah. saying. There needs to be balance as the Bible shows in everything, you know? I think, so, I yeah. think, I think you touched on something specific there too that we should talk about because we're going to talk about getting free from it. Something that you should not do is you should not be struggling with porn addiction and think that getting married is going to take away that desire right. from you, right? It's it, you shouldn't you should desire not to engage in pornography mm. because it's a sin against God. Yeah, to obey Christ. To obey Christ. Yeah. That that's heavy, bro. Because because doing the opposite is essentially spiritually abusing your wife. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ha, it's not good. Have you? Has there ever been? And this is for me for sure. Has there ever been a sin in your life that you've been struggling with before coming to be getting married and saying, "You know what? If I just get married, <laughs> this addiction or whatever it is right. would probably go away." It's yeah. worse. And no. <laughs> that, yeah, right? yeah. The temptation becomes greater because now you are accountable for your wife, like in her life, in her spiritual. Uh, you know, direction and health and everything. So with that, the whole issue gets exacerbated, you know, it yes. becomes harder. So. And, and your wife isn't your God. Right. So marriage isn't your God. Right. So that's a bad idea. Yeah, my wife will solve God. my issue yeah, of no. sin. Yeah. It already no. shows what your issue is. Yeah. Right. right. So if you're a man struggling with pornography, the first thing you need to do is examine yourself. Yes. Don't place blame on other people. It's not your wife's yeah, fault. It's not. Yeah. It's not anybody's fault but your own because you will stand accountable before God yes. yeah. for your actions, your sins. And you as a husband, how did you wash your wife in the word? Right. Yeah. Right. How did right. you take care of her? Yes. You're even, you're even more. Did you love her like Christ standard. loved the church? Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. You need to examine yourself. And like most sin or most addiction, this, the issue is idolatry. Mm. Yes. It's self-gratification. Yeah. It's serving the God of me rather than serving the one true God. Yeah. Right? And it's fulfilling your own desires versus uh, disciplining and following the one true God. Right? So so it's, a, it's idolatry is the sin. Yeah. So to deal with idolatry, um, there's some things, practical measures that yeah. we can do that um, the first thing we would say is Go to your pastor, right? Yes. Yes. Go to your go elders. to your elders. Go to the elders of your church and be honest. I with need them. help with this. I need help with this, and don't be like, you know, kind of like foot in the water. Well, I sometimes or try yeah. to make it sound better. Go to your elders and tell them the truth because tell them everything. Your elders, your story is not the first story that your elders have heard of a man who struggles yeah. with pornography. So don't think that your issue is too big for your elders to hear about. Because that's something for me in my addiction. It was a lie that I believed from the enemy in my drug addiction was, well, nobody's going to understand what I'm going yeah. through. Nobody has these problems. I'm way over here with these yeah. issues. That's a lie from the enemy to keep us isolated from I'm doing beyond what we help. need. I'm yeah. beyond help, yeah. right? Wow. So we need to go to our elders. We yeah. need to be honest about it, right? Yes. Um, and that comes into, uh, that's our first area. The second area is that also goes with accountability. Accountability. Yeah. Right? We are not created to do this walk alone. Yeah. We're created to do it in community. We're called to confess our sin to one another and pray for one another that we may be healed. Mm. Right? So. And if I could add something. 
protect your family in, in this. Protect your wife. Um, sure. You know, be wise who is your accountability partners. Yes. Obviously, you know, you can trust your pastors, but if you're going to, you know, maybe have some deacons help you out or some faithful brothers who you know very well, um, uh, you know, just, again, be wise because it's not about just, it's not about I'm not saying protect your reputation but you know protect who you are it's about protecting like your wife and and, yeah. and your family because sure. you messed up right yes. <laughs> right yeah and it's it's choose choose who you who's your spiritual mentor who's the person you're going to wisely yeah but choose and do it do it mm choose and do it Today. don't don't leave that as an excuse not to go right. well ah uh, you know i just don't really know my pastor well or you know um so and so struggled with this at one point in time yeah. don't make up excuses not to get help yeah. right you know. go today call your pastor today and get the help that you need Amen. because that's going to be the first step accountability right um something else that we talked about uh, it, and I, I don't know if you mentioned this before the show, but something called Covenant Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know much about that? That's not something I know a lot about. Yeah, so, you know, it's a, uh, it's a program uh, where now it's not just something you can download on your desktop, um, but you can download it as an app on your phone. And so basically what it is um, is, you know, you and other people, other men would... Um, sign up and you would you would be linked electronically to someone who can monitor you know your usage of your phone or your desktop and it's not like active monitoring basically covenant eyes has a technology you know that looks for the keywords and yeah. websites and all that stuff and yeah and it develops a report every week you know um like like at our church you, you know it, you know it's there's no need for it to be a secret you know, all of our leadership and deacons, we all have covenant eyes on all our stuff. Not that anyone's struggling or, or at all, but it's just to be held above reproach, you yes. know? So, yep. uh, in fact, like, you know, if, if you're listening and you are a pastor or something, they offer, like, church uh, discounts. So, like, awesome. it can be a church-wide thing where wow. you can talk about it. Um, and go over covenant eyes and get the subscription because the fact is that the statistics say as we were looking at it, it it's anywhere from like 50 to 64 percent of evangelical men have looked at it at least in the last month wow and around 50 percent have a look on it on a regular basis yeah so that's that's crazy yeah, you know number. that's a lot of that's a lot of people right. it's huge in the church it's not something that's taboo yeah. for christian men yeah. you know it's uh it's a, a major struggle that we as men um you know have to think about and just because we're free of porn now in this moment we still need to continually be on guard because right. every time you turn on the tv your computer your phone like <laughs> It's, all a, it's everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's something that we need to continually stay on guard about, to take thoughts captive about, yes. um, because it's a sin that begins in the heart, and yeah. it's a sin yeah. that that is fantasized about in the mind, and no one is hearing that but us, exactly. And God, and you know, you reminded me that when I was first saved, again, <laughs> I was just. 
you know, so rigid at first because, you know, I, I was in so much sin. So I became way more rigid at first, um, being ungracious at times. Uh, I remember even being like, if churches have drums in a worship <laughs> service, you know, it's like the drums being beat for Molech or whatever. Sure. Anyways, I went off the deep end for a little. But, uh, you know, I would literally go to work or walk around or go to church and I would like look down just in case I almost, you know, lust after a woman. And yeah. so let me yeah. just clarify what, what the that's lusting looks like, you know, that's and that's not freedom in Christ. The fact is uh, God made women and it says he made all creation good. And so as men, even Christian men, we can identify a, a woman in the grocery store or in the or at church and and think in our minds, wow, that's a beautiful woman. That's that's a pretty lady. You know, God made that a, that woman beautiful. You know, we can have that thought and we can't. We don't have to condemn ourselves and right. go, man, why am I thinking she's pretty? Ah, <laughs> you know. But it's when we 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 take you know, the commercial or the billboard we saw or the woman walking by or whatever, and we take that image and mull it over in our minds and yes. and even consider, you know, the debaucheries and, yes. and the immoralities that could be done. And, and yes. so, so yeah, I don't want anyone sure. leaving, watching this and thinking like, oh, yeah, look woman, down every day. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's a good point. So the, the, rolling downhill that happens in our mind when we start to get on a roll yeah how, how do we combat that how do we take those thoughts captive you want to talk about that by the word of god the word that of was god that's the sword yes. it was there it was we need yeah. to transform our minds by yes. the reading yeah. of the word of god we need to set our minds on heavenly things mm. yes not on earthly things we need to set our minds on the promises of god yes that's the real way yeah. to transform our minds because sin has physical ramifications yes our brain changes from looking at these things but you know what you know what's bigger than that god yeah, the yeah. Transforming he rose power. jesus yeah. christ from the dead yeah. And because of his resurrection, he's the first fruits. We are guaranteed a bodily resurrection as well. Yeah. These are the things we need to keep our eyes on. We need to yeah. keep our eyes on the promises of God. What's looking what we're looking forward to in the future. We need to like like when Jesus is walking on the water and he calls Peter out. When Peter's looking at him, he's okay, but when Peter looks down, he starts sinking into the water. We need to focus and keep our eyes on the promises of God and read his word daily because you can't keep your thoughts and your sin captive purely alone on your own. Jesus right. Christ came to die yeah. so yeah. that he can have a relationship with you, be with you through the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit, sanctify you. Yes. There is personal responsibility. I'm not saying there's none at all. Sure. But what I am saying is that he gave us the tools and the number one tool is reading his word. Yes. Yeah. Memorizing scripture. The sword. The yep. sword. So, so for me, I know, you know, whenever... I'm out and about and I my mind starts to run on me. One of the things that I go to is like my I have my memorized scripture exactly. to go to. Yes. You know, Ephesians five twenty five. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for wow, uh, flee good. from sexual immorality. Like yeah. flee. flee from it. Run. Run yes. from youthful lust. Which was one of yeah. the, the followers of Jesus where they grabbed him by the cloak and he like dipped out of the cloak and he ran away that naked. That was Joseph in that was Joseph in uh 
the Old Testament. No, 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 not that one. But when when the Pharisees and in Jews in Mark's gospel, yeah, there Mark's is gospel, a, yeah. it's not in uh, the other synoptic gospels. It's a random young man who's just has a, a bed sheet around yeah. him, and then they grab it and he runs he away naked. He, he, he flees. That's the word. So we need to yeah. flee from flee it like from that, or, just or, or or flee like you're racing. Peter and your John to the tomb. <laughs> oh, yeah, love go. it, dude. Nice. There we go. That's even better. That's bouncing around right now, right? They raced <laughs> they to see raced. Jesus. Yeah. So one is go to your pastor. Two is accountability, possibly covenant eyes. Three is bury yourself in the truth of God, yeah. his scriptures, his word. Critical. Memorize scripture because here's the thing. Um, and I, I was reading this book before we did this uh, talk about de- uh, sexual detox, and it says that you know detoxifying yourself is purifying your 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 body, purifying your mind of all of the garbage that you've loaded into your mind. Well, you have to detoxify yourself yeah. from that, and the way to do that is replace the lies of the world with the truth of God. Amen. Yeah. The the truth of God and God, how God intended marriage to be, what he says about intimacy, what he says about sexual immorality, we need to focus and meditate on those things to detoxify ourselves from the lies and the, the just wickedness that we've filled ourselves yeah. with. Um, so we have to replace. It has. There's a replacing, right? There's a, a transforming, transforming from one area to an, to the other, mm-hmm. and and it says that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's right. You know, there's I think of like two different men kinds of men in this situation. So you have one man who, you know, is dealing with this sin with with pornography, masturbation, or whatever, and he's confronted with it, and with that confrontation. He evaluates himself and he goes, you know what, I'd like to say where I'm at. You know, I don't want to turn to Christ. I'm not contrite. I'm not repentant. Um, I'd rather choose this God over the one true and living God. Mm. And so if someone's just continually at it and that's all they desire, then I'm hard-pressed to believe if they're actually in Christ. Right. But then there's the second man who is, uh, I'm, and again, we're not going back and saying not struggling with this, saying, yeah, struggling with this, maybe viewing it regularly, but it, you know, is broken about it, is, is can't stand it anymore, is grieved over his sin, wants it to die, beats his breast and says, God, forgive me, a sinner, a man who looks at, you know, men's daughters and men's wives and all, all that. And, and, and with that, with that brokenness, is ready to to wage war and not a man who has waged war and says i've tried that battle that's no guy number one guy number two and really all christian men put fill in the sin is waging war daily the Amen. war doesn't stop sure. the battle doesn't end never fight the flesh fight the devil the lust yeah. of the flesh the pride of life you know the, yes. everything yeah. like fight it wage war every day don't put your guard down and so that's the christian man who might still you know struggle with that but is waging war and we'll see in and it's important to know that sanctification is not a flat line sure you know there's a gradual nature to sanctification so examine yourself sure you know dude 
Put on the full armor of God is what you yes. said. We don't get our robes until after we're dead. Yes. Yes. We're wearing the yeah. righteous robes of Christ. And when you have the full armor of God on, God on you're not naked. So yes. <laughs> you can rest when you die. Yeah, you can rest when you die. <laughs> yes, there's a there's a putting off and a putting on. Yeah. Right? There's putting off the old self mm. and putting on Christ. Yeah. And but it's an action, right? It's not just a mere stagnant thing. Right. It, putting off, we need to act as as men, right? We we need to act as followers of Christ. So there is an action. It's not just a let go and let God situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a putting off and putting on. Mm. Yes. So as we said, um, we it's waging war. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're in, we're in a war. Yeah. And the casualty is either going to be us and our marriages and our families. Uh, or we're going to war against this and we're going to fight for them. We're going to fight for the things of God, the our families, our relationship with our wives, the blessings that God has given us, not the false blessings that is self-gratification yes. and idolatry. Amen. You know? and, and, and the good news is, is that the, at the end of the battle, the... The king says, well done. And he invites you in. And his grace is sufficient so that in this weakness of pornography, he is, you are made strong by the grace of Christ. Praise God. And so, the, as, as powerful as sin is con- to condemn, grace is like a fire that cannot be put out. And that's it right. covers it. So. Yes. That's no license to sin, my friend. Right. Read Romans 6, yes. but Amen. you get what I'm saying. Yes, dude. <laughs> Love it. So this is, in, in this study, in this talk, one of the books that our pastors uh, gave me is called Sexual Detox. And I actually read this book. It's really awesome. Um, it's a great book for, for men who are struggling with uh, sexual addiction, uh, porn addiction. This book really broke down a lot of the stuff that we spoke about today. And um, it has some questions at the end of each chapter. You can go over it with your pastor. You can go over it with your accountability partners. But I want to just read something from this book. And I think it's powerful. And this is early on in the book. Uh, This is page 15. It says, here's a promise. You will never stop until you begin to see the monstrous nature of the sin you are committing. You will never stop until the sin is more horrifying to you than the commission of the sin is enjoyable. You will need to hate that sin before you can find freedom from it. Mm. That means you need more grace. You need to cry out to be changed so you don't see see the monstrous nature of this sin and then need to act in faith that God will meet you with grace as you seek to cut off the pornography and begin the reset. Amen. Right? The Amen, sin, God. the cutting off and throwing away, the yeah. not just scratching at it, but cutting mm-hmm. it off. Amen. So that's been our awesome discussion portion. Heavy. Uh, heavy. heavy. Yeah, I'm important. glad we did this. Very important. Yeah. Yes. God. That was good. Yeah. But uh, now we want to have a little bit of fun on our show. Oh, Not that that wasn't fun. <laughs> Ready for some fun? But uh, <laughs> we come to a section that we like to call the Wheel, wheel of Groom. <laughs> so I'm going to bust out the old <laughs> Wheel of Groom, and uh, we'll get into it. we got some 
fun little okay. games. And on this wheel is four different games, and our season champion, Andrew Sonkrant, you'll be competing whoa, whoa, whoa. against him. What? Jeremy just beat me. That's right. Jeremy did just beat me. Oh, he did just beat boy. me. He dethroned me, yeah. But he did eat the nasty jelly beans with me. He did. How do your legs feel? Dude, today is, uh, I feel great. Good, good. I actually feel great. <laughs> so go ahead and give this wheel a spin, and we'll find out what we got. So just... Yep. Okay. Wheel of fortune, bro. No vowels, though. Ooh. Is that Handemonium? It is. Yep. Handemonium. Is that what we did with Jeremy too? Yeah. You know what? Let's spin it again. Let's spin it again. Give it another spin. Jedi mind trick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> truth or dare. Oh. I'm going to bust out the old truth or dare game. So what we got going on in this game is there's questions that are trivia cards. Okay. And I'm going to give you each three trivia cards, and you're going to get the to ask the other person the question. And if they get the question wrong, you ask them a truth question. If they get okay. the question right... They get to ask you one of their dare Dares. cards, and what happens is, is if the if they get to ask you a truth or a dare, then they put their truth or dare card down, and the goal is to get rid of all of your cards okay. first. All right. I just want to say, if it's a dare that you don't want to do, you can say no, or you or you can. If it's a truth you don't want to give, you can say no, but then they get to put down two cards. Ooh. I lost all of the instructions, so I'll just do this by osmosis. I totally just forgot everything. <laughs> I'm not lying. It all went all right. in one ear, not the other. That happens to me sometimes. Like, do I look right. at all three of them or just one at a time? You can look at all three cards, and then I'm going to give you each three truth or dare cards. Okay, these are the trivia cards, so they have to... Okay. okay. Wait, I'm going to check out your... I'm going to check these out, because sometimes there's some like yeah, ridiculous some stuff. Ones. You get these at Target, you know? Yeah. Target's right, questionable. Oh, yeah. I think you're good. Can't trust Target. Can't trust Target. It's such an awesome place, but at the same time. I think they give to Planned Parenthood. Oh. Probably. Who doesn't? Evil and silly. <laughs> so I can ask any of these questions? You can. You get to choose. I feel like we should have a sleepover after this. Oh, we should. So it's a, sl <laughs> a, There's a slumber party going on. Uh, okay. So whoever, party. whoever's, uh, whoever is oldest gets to go first. That's E. Nope. Wait. Oh, it's, it's, you, it's us. Just you two. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's me. So I start with these ones. Yep. Ask them any any and trivia question. The blue, the... Either one. You choose. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, they're both questions. Um, man. Which, ooh, this is pretty hard. Which Olsen twin got engaged to the brother of a former president? The heck? Well, there's only Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, so I get a, I have a 50-50 chance. Yes. To a president. A brother of a president. So someone really not that important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Ashley Olsen. It was Mary Kay. Oh, man. 
So I put it down? You put that down, and then you ask him a truth question, and then you put the truth question down. What type of music do you like that you are too embarrassed to admit? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'd say some pop. I liked... Okay, here we go. Like some random I pop? bought the Backstreet Boys Millennium CD when I was like 9 or 10. The truth is out there. Yeah. All right. Um, it's all right. Yeah. Okay. We'll just uh, leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. No comment. Nothing, nothing, nothing to no. say. We've all sung some of those songs, right? Yeah. But I bought the. I album. used to tell people, yeah, I only know that NSYNC song because I have a younger sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. right. <laughs> all right, Andrew, you're up. All right. Let's see. Ooh, what is the least populous state in the United States? Ooh. Alaska? Wyoming. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Ask him a truth. Put, put oh. Ask him a truth question. Oh, dude. Uh, Would you sell one of your kidneys for $75,000? Kidney. $75,000. I don't think so. No. Why? No. Why not? Um, I don't know. Just... The the it's a body part. That's the gone. ratio of cost to uh, risk, you know, profit or risk. Yeah, cool. okay. it's like not enough money. All right. <laughs> I mean, I give it for free to someone like okay. who I know. Okay. Up the stakes, inflation. Ever since this game's come out, we need to. Up yeah, the this price. is post Corona. We're yeah, gonna nice. need to see some more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Next. Okay. Next one. Um. Too easy. Here's this one. Which singer's hat was purchased by Arby's for $44,100 after the 2014 Grammys? 2014 Grammys? Oh, I don't even know what the Grammys are. I was thinking like the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they purchased their hat. Yeah, Arby's did. Choice Arby's Meats. Did. Choice Meats. I feel like you should at least get like a hint on this hat. one because it's terrible. This is hard, yeah. Uh, because um, I'm happy... Oh, really? Bruno Mars? No. no, no, Pharrell. That's Pharrell. Darn it. You got it wrong. I got yeah. it wrong. Pharrell Williams. All right. Okay. Truth question. Okay. I was hoping some dares would be busted out here, but... What is the most expensive thing you have broken? The most ex expensive thing I have broken? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know boy. why I did that in voice. Crashed <laughs> <laughs> um, a car once. Yeah? yeah? Was it totaled? Car. Yeah, it was totaled. It was okay. a facade. Yeah. Give us more details. So yeah. I was getting out of my apartment and uh, had been doing things that you should not be doing. Before you drive. Yeah, before you drive. Not not drinking, but it was early in the morning. I was just about to go to community college, and I got in the car. This is so dumb. And I put my foot on the gas pedal, and I meant to... I thought my car was in park or something I don't know why but it was in reverse and I went all the way backwards and smacked like this semi truck behind me mm, perfect and it smashed the whole Dang. trunk of my car in I got out not one scratch on the semi truck and I praised I praised God though that there was no kid or uh, someone yeah. walking behind sure. me yeah. but the semi truck was fine so I drove off yeah alright intense but my Volkswagen car yeah alright dude Volkswagen here we go trivia card Oh, you got truth or dare cards oh, in your hand. Oh, thanks, bro. Let's see. Let's put this one down. 
Which world leader selfie went viral in 2013? I'm giving you an easy one. I'm going to send it to you right now. Was that uh, Kim Jong-il or Un? Is that your answer? Is that your final answer? No. Wasn't it last year, though, like, <laughs> there was memes, like, uh, with the president and Kim Jong-un, like, holding hands, like, walking around? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, 2013? World leader. I'm sending you the answer. Oh, okay. Do it a little harder? If it even works. Uh, shoot, man. You're pointing out your mustache. <laughs> come on, come on. Three, I don't know, man. Two, one. I don't know. Barack Obama. Oh man, I was I was minding that to you. I couldn't get it. Uh, I just put those bad times out of my. <laughs> so wait, wait. Can I make him do a dare? No, it has to be a truth. And he has to get that truth wrong. And then I no, no. It dares are only when you get it right. If you guys ever get a trivia oh, question right. Man, we're so Darn. bad. Okay, here we go. This is going to be a good one for you. Barack. I think I think it's really good. Um, how do you think that the world will end? <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> Eschatology yeah. from a Target yeah. game? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, how will the world end? In great victory by the Lord Jesus Christ, mm. who's on his thighs written, King of kings and Lord of lords, who treads the fierce winepress of his enemies, and the blood of his enemies is filled to the bridles of the horse. I mean, it'll just be pure... Right. Victory out of his mouth comes a two-edged sword to which oh, yeah. he right after we're raptured up, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, if we're raptured, praise be God. And I see like my father-in-law or someone who was premillennial dispensational. While we're like being raptured up, I'll be like, "You were right. You were right. I was and, wrong." And I like this because yeah. it would be fun. Yeah. You know? But that's, that's I just don't know answer. if that's how the Bible describes yeah. it. I love that that's answer, bro. That was beautiful. Yeah. All right, last trivia question. Coming down to the wire, who's going to win? I can beat him, I can beat him, I can beat him, I can beat him. All right, what popular medieval fantasy show on HBO is based on a book series? Game of Thrones. Yeah. Wow, you get to ask him a dare. All right. I'm so excited. Yes, dare. Sing I Love You, I Love You, You Love Me from Barney with all the actions. What? <laughs> I don't remember the actions. Just like, you know, he had his arms like... Oh, okay. He's like, I love you, <laughs> you love me, we're a happy family with a knick-knack, paddy-whack, give a dog a bone. <laughs> Is that how it went? Great big hug from here, from, from here, from me to you or something. I, know, I was, I was post Social distance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Andrew, you are the winner. Yes! I got my throne back. Dang. You are the winner. Are you ready for some epic beans, bro? Bean Beans? Bean boozled. Bean boozled. Ooh. Bean boozled. Ooh. You have to eat three jelly beans. Wait, you they lost all good. your cards? Yeah, that was it. I only had one left. Came down to the wire. Ooh. Okay, so we have three jelly beans that we're going to have you eat. They might be good, they might be bad. Oh, dear. Spin the wheel. Look it good. So we either have Tutti Fruity or Stinky Socks. One of these guys here so with that blue, kind of like birthday cake looking. A lot of people have been getting all the good ones, so. Okay, I'm going to try this one. No, no. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Some blue in it? Yeah, that's it. Show everyone. Show the camera. 
either stinky socks or tutti frutti. You can't tell by the smell. I can tell you that right now. It crunched. What was that? That's good. Ah, tutti frutti. Gosh. All right, number two. It's a good spin. All right, we have blue tooth, blueberry or toothpaste. The little blue guy there. Both those are toothpaste. That's the most that mild. That's the most mild one there is. God's oh, being, I didn't show anyone. God's being Sorry. gracious to you. The the fruity. Okay, yeah. you better get nasty. You got the blueberry. Yeah, that was good. Why don't you get, mm. All right. get vomit. Nope. Try it again. Yes, that was the barf one. Oh, oh. That's all right. He's gonna land a barf. No. All right. Let's see if there's any of those left. Which one is that? No, rotten it's egg? the rotten egg or the buttered popcorn. Okay, I'll give it one again. more spin. Good. That one's Both good. are nasty. They're terrible. Uh oh. Oh. Yeah. What oh, happened think. here? There we oh, go. There we go. <laughs> Powerful Breaking flick. the wheel. You got a good flick. Okay. Tutti frutti again. Tutti frutti, frutti or yeah, stinky. One more time. If Come I on. got good ones the there whole time and then bad at the very end. I'd Birthday cake or dirty dish water. It's Come on. this one right there this one's or gross, that one there. Dude, I've had the dirty dish water. Okay. All right, hold it up for him. I ate the other ones too fast. <laughs> too fast. I need to sit down. Uh, Did you get it? Dishwater? Yeah. That's weird. Is it That's weird? weird? Yeah, how do they do that? That's a good question. I know. Who's the guy who says, yeah, this is exactly what dirty dishwater is? It kind of tastes like, like carrots. Oh, I want to be bad. What's wrong with carrots, bro? It's like raw carrots with like a metallic flavor. Oh. Hmm. Like you like you bit a swing set or licked a swing set chains? Like when you were a kid? I don't know. Well, you <laughs> lost the game. Yeah. But you know what? We still want you to have this reformed oh, dad's dang. mug to take That's home awesome. for yourself. Cool. So you can take that bad boy home. And uh, as we always say, when we close it up, comb out your beard in the way that it should grow. And when it is long, it will not depart from it. Thanks for tuning in. This addition versus submission. Sinners need forgiveness. Surrender to his lordship. Don't extort the grace he's given. See, I'm blessed by the one Yahweh all day. I'm a wretched sinner. Deserve hell for always.